Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. All right, we're continuing the conversation of our brand birthday podcast episode. And as you know, it's a two-part episode. And we continue the deep dive conversation of the sustainability of the Marlo Higgins brand. We share in this episode, what actions did we take when the pandemic hit? what actions were necessary that we took and we share that in this episode. We also talk about our roles within our brand. You know, the Marlo Higgins team, Team Marlo, has various moving parts. So we discuss what those roles are that we have. And we also dig into our brand culture because this is a really big piece of our success is, is the culture that we have built as we have built this brand, I mean, we're going on a 10-year journey of this particular brand. We also share the power of brand feelings in this episode. And I think that's something that you're really going to take, listen to, and you're going to really want to start to incorporate that for yourself. That's a guarantee. We also share how powerful validation is. And we always share within the Maverick brand, you know, there's three key ingredients to success and it's, you know, being inspired, being recognized and being validated. And so we share in this episode a little bit more about that space. Thank you so much for being part of this. And we're just grateful that you are part of our community and feel free to share in the comment section on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page, because that's where we want to engage and listen to you. So, all right, enjoy the episode. Okay. So what do you think was like the biggest lesson? in 2020? Mm, You know, don't lose yourself. I mean, I think, you know, so many people were anchored in, in roles or jobs or financials that, um, out of their control, they, you know, you could have easily gotten lost. You could have easily taken yourself down the woe is me path. But what I think a lot of us witnessed is we have this beautiful strength within us and, yeah, we have to, you know, go through the grieving process of maybe losing the job or, or maybe the business didn't go as well as it did. But I think so many people really got stronger in who they are and said, okay, I can do this. I can pull myself up by the bootstraps. And I think that's what I witnessed a lot. I mean, we had, you know, client conversations that were really, really deep this year. Many of the companies I was working with, you know, they were looking at maybe closing the doors. And so it was really quick strategies, being innovative and acting and not giving up. And I think a lot of us learned that, you know what, huh, without being faced with that challenge, I I don't think I would have ever witnessed that beautiful experience that I had with my business and I didn't give up. Exactly. The lesson that I've seen is just, we get really caught up in the experience of things and that's how we validate ourselves. So like if you go to a conference and you're in a room full of people and everybody's jumping up and down and they're really excited about whatever you're excited about too, it gives you validation that you're in the right place at the right time. But when it's just you sitting in your office, trying to make your Zoom connection work, your kids are playing in the background or like the neighbor's dog is barking, like it's a different experience. 
And you really have to settle in with the confidence that you are making good decisions and you are doing the best with the time that you have in order to make the impact that you need to make in the world. So even if we strip down all the backgrounds, you know, even if it's just you working and connecting with someone one-on-one in a conversation, it's still valuable. And I think that's the lesson that I needed to learn, especially from like a social media standpoint, and especially from like a marketing standpoint in terms of just like how I communicate with other people. Cause I think we get really caught up in like the rhetoric to try to incite that like feeling and experience. But the things that are truly successful that have been successful in 2020 are conversations, connecting with people and being intentional about those conversations, not just saying, Hey, let's get on zoom and chat and just yeah. together our businesses, but really settling in and saying, Hey, like, I feel you. What can we learn from each other? Okay, and that was one of the things we did. That was the first thing we did. We have a full roster of all these um, beautiful clients that I serve. And we'll get into like, what are our roles? Because maybe somebody's listening to this, aren't really sure what, what we're defined as as a role. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But one of the, the catalyst things that we did within this brand is we got everybody in the room together. We started the Monday Maverick calls. And we took the entire client roster And we said, okay, I want everybody getting in the room for 30 minutes and we're going to talk about our wins. We're going to talk about, you know, how can we hold each other accountable? We're going to talk about how we can support each other because literally everybody at that space was going through the same thing, right? It was just like this, like, whoa, like what's happening. And instead of keeping everybody out in their little spindles of the world within our brand, we literally just put everybody in the room together. And that was one of the greatest gifts that we gave back to our community is, is the first time ever is saying, okay, you know, Jason, Joey, Josh, you know, Stace, and everybody, the whole roster came in and they showed up and they love showing up. And we did it for, I don't know how many months, four months, five months, we kept everybody together. And that was our way to say, hey, this is a soft place to land. If you don't feel success, listen to somebody else's and that might just raise you up a little bit, might give you a booster shot. And if you don't feel like you can set a goal this week, I challenge you because that's how Mavericks make more Mavericks. You get in the room with other Mavericks, right? You, you, you kind of learn and grow and challenge each other. Kind of getting back, I think that was a huge success for us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so go don't... back to the thing of our roles. Let's, let's clarify. Yeah. So I'm the coach. I'm the front end of the company, right? So it's, you know, the Marlo Higgins brand, but, but together we've defined it's a Maverick brand and that's a really bold persona. So I'm the coach, right? I'm the front end. I'm the one who's on the stage. But the role that you play as the chief creative officer, share what that even looks like within our brand so people can understand the value that you bring. Yeah. So the chief creative officer role is mainly, I'm a strategist in terms of kind of honing in the projects and products that we're putting out into the world. Um, But I'm also overseeing the technical end of things like the website and social media channels and graphics and I work with our marketing team and I work with our podcasting team and I kind of am the ringleader of those things just to make sure everything's in alignment so that you can go and serve at a high level with our clients. And so with 2020, I really had the opportunity, especially during those Monday calls, to step in and kind of give everybody a little extra feedback in terms of like what their back end should look like and how 
they can connect with people marketing wise during this kind of like transitional time. That was back when everybody was just, uh, just had the stay at home order and everybody was just kind of starting to transition to virtual connections. So I really enjoy working with clients, working with our clients kind of one-on-one as well, just because um, it's always nice to see the impact that the brand is making. But my true like passion is being behind the scenes and coordinating all these different things so that you can shine. And so that we can, you know, make a, a bigger splash. So, yeah, you know, we've been together for a long time and it was about two years ago. I'm going to say two years that you said, Hey, you wanted to get more exposure. You kind of came forward asking for a bigger role would be the, the term, but I mean, you just, you were ready to like get out from behind the curtain and say, you know what, let's, let's bring it forward. And, and it's been huge. I mean, our, you know, all of our clients, they know you, they love working with you. You are in most of the calls that we do, and we do collaborate as, as a full community, whether it's on our Facebook group or our one-on-one clients. You know, people do also have you as their valued resources if they have questions and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's a beautiful and it's a unique relationship. And I don't think a lot of other companies um, that doing in the, you know, what we do in this space of performance coaching and executive coaching um, have that. So pretty interesting stuff. Well, before we go, you know, I want to, I want to start this tradition of um, asking our 2021 selves a question. So this year, this time next year, October, 2021, what questions do you have for team Marlowe? Well, like always, um, share the success that you had, you know, like what, what was that success that, that you had um, going through 2020, I mean, uh, this conversation is really rich. And so, you know, what questions would I really want you to be asking yourself? The pivotal question all the time is, you know, what have I learned? What did we learn about ourselves, our brand, our, our skill sets? You know, just what did we learn? To me, you know, that success and failure are the same thing. It's learning. You know that. We always position it that way. So, you know, when we fail, we learn. And we failed, right, sister? Like we have We've epically failed. We've lost lots of money. We've, um, we've gone down some long, dark, ugly paths. But you know what? The beautiful thing is, you know, a lot of people talk culture. I think we laugh more in this brand than most. I think we honor and really respect each other. Even if somebody's, you know, you don't agree with their decision. I, I think there's just this beautiful gift of just honoring that person, you know, not making it hard on them. And so, whether, you know, so what did you learn? What was your success? What did you learn from it? And, and what was the failure? What did you learn from it? So I think those are really big things. And what would you have done differently? You know, so in 2021, looking back, if you were to reflect and you're asking yourself, you know, what would I have done differently, if anything? Mm-hmm. And I think those are some, some really good growth questions as we're trying to define and move forward and to do some forecasting and to, to, to go further, I think in order to go further, you have to stop right there. My main question is, how, how are you feeling and how do you want to feel in the months to come? Because we do that a lot. We check in with how we're feeling. And that's, that's huge in terms of just keeping, making sure that you don't get in a place where you're feeling stuck and not performing at your best because you're not checking in emotionally. Okay, so let's take them there because you're right. That's a catalyst. And we learned that early on, right? That was a huge piece. You know, how do you want to feel? 
and then align it to actions to feel that way, right? And we always, even making decisions, we can come off a marketing call. I mean, you and I were on a call yesterday from Portugal, right? We were, you know, learning and growing. And, you know, we, we have, the cool part is, you know, Amanda kind of oversees, we have a beautiful group of people that also support this brand. And, you know, so Amanda kind of oversees those, the different moving parts of that. But, um, you know, just understanding when we have and we make decisions, boy, it's feeling heavy. Well, why is it feeling so heavy? Or you know what? This is so light and expansive. We're going to run full on fast because we know it just feels right. So what for you, talk about the power of feeling though within a brand or your actions, you know, like how do you measure that? Why is it important? I think that feelings will be more honest with us than thoughts. I know that personally, I have an inner dialogue that I still have to work on. It's part of my personal development. <laughs> I have words chattering in my brain all the time, positive or negative, but I can't really trust them. They're an unreliable narrator. So <laughs> what I have to do is I have to go with my feelings and, and my gut. And I know when things start to feel heavy, it's not always necessarily a bad thing, but it can cue things like um, if I don't understand something or if I am afraid of like messing up or something like that, things start to feel heavy. Time to ask questions to figure out why I feel that way and then what the correct course of action to take is. Like, do you outsource it? Do you learn something new? Do you, yeah. you know? And it's all figure outable, right? Marie Forleo. <laughs> oh God, absolutely. Anybody that's listening to this episode, you know, they're, they're relating to that heavily. And I think when you run an intuitive brand, right? Your personal face, your, your name, the thumbprint, everything's on there. Everything that we've built is, is very personalized. But if you don't make decisions and follow your gut, one of our epic failures three years ago, I, I didn't follow my gut and I, I picked the wrong person to work on our team. And it, it took me down a, a really ugly path and I knew better, right? But I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to kind of go against my intuition on this and I'm going to, you know, I wasn't being true to myself. Obviously, it blows up in your face. So right. really understanding the value of listening to yourself, because that's where the answers are. That's mm -hmm. where the answers are. And if it's heavy, it's okay. We can figure out, but what is it about it that's feeling heavy? Because maybe not the whole project, but maybe if this that one little slice of this project feels really heavy, you know, we can overcome that. So let's still go forward. But unless you're able to stop and, and take a pulse, boy, you can go down a path that can unravel you. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay, I think you've already kind of said, you know, what you like to, you know, do when you work within our brand. But if you could share, what's been your biggest challenge for you in the role that you play within our brand in this 2020 year? So in general, my biggest challenge is being vulnerable enough to admit that I am not great at everything. <laughs> so I really appreciate validation. And so I want to be as good at as many things as possible. So I have as many opportunities to be validated as humanly possible. And so if I'm not good at something, then yeah. that means I'm missing out on that opportunity. Um, Hey, that's come from like hours and hours of personal development. So, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you um, do, you pride, you pride yourself on your work, right? Yeah, and so I you, do. and I, 
it's not a perfectionist skill set or mindset even, but, but you, you, you just value what you do. Yeah. And cause your time that you've taken to do it matters. And I think it's, that's just being smart, you know? I think one of the biggest ways that I've overcome this need to be good at everything is to realize that there are other people who may be better and can do things faster, which means we get to our goal more quickly. So being vulnerable enough to admit like, this is not my forte, let's bring someone else in, has given me the opportunity to become a better leader which then I have the opportunity to validate others. And that feels really good too, which yeah. <laughs> it's a win. Exactly. And so being able to like share in like a team validation as opposed to just personal validation is really more fulfilling to me. And so I need to embrace that and kind of overcome this need to control everything and be great at everything so that we can grow and make a bigger impact. You know, and the thing that I see is like our team, just because we have created such a beautiful love and respect for each other, you know, when we have a snafu or, you know, like if Zach says, I mean, he calls himself out and we laugh right along with him. You know, we, we've witnessed a lot of snafus, but the cool part is nobody really feels failure with the snafu. They're like, oh, rats, you know, that just happened. But it was just like, it's awesome. And I love it when people, you know, that make that mistake, call themselves out. And then the rest of us just embrace and go, brother, you know, next time, you know, and I think (laughs) we do that a lot. And I think there's a lot to be said, because then nobody's afraid to fail in this space. Right? Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a space to totally push the limits and do something new. And I think that's what keeps me coming to work every day is just because I always know there's a new, uh, something new on the horizon and a new experience, a new client, a new way to make a difference. And so that's what keeps me excited. Yeah. And we don't play small, right? So we're always like, I mean, to be talking about, you know, publishing next books, putting, you know, workbooks on Amazon, being on GMA, being on the TED Talk stage. I mean, the thing is, we don't play small, right? We go for the big time goals. But I think because we've gotten so conditioned to accept our our scarcities and our failures that we're so willing to embrace the, the impossible, And I think we've witnessed that a lot. And even a lot of the people in our circle of influence and our other thought leaders that we um, collaborate with on the regular would feel that same way. You know, we're putting ourselves and challenging ourselves to, okay, you're going to do that. I think that's awesome. Go for it. It's pretty big. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap up this episode. What, uh, what are your final thoughts? How do we want to close this audience and and this brand birthday podcast episode? What do we want to close with today? Well, I, I want to leave people with the idea that um, you don't have to wait until January to start over. Um, so we kind of intentionally start now because there's less pressure. So yes, you know, like fiscal years and all that kind of stuff are not in alignment with like this idea, but when we have the opportunity to think outside of like January to December, then we're able to really kind of settle in with planning and like get a really clear vision of what's coming. So don't be afraid to, I mean, it doesn't have to be your business birthday. It could be your actual birthday. It could be, 
you know, the day that you left your nine to five. It could be the day you started your nine to five. Like it could be any significant date. You could just pick a random date on the calendar and say, this is my turning point and give yourself time to really get a clear idea of what you want to do in the next 365 days and release the pressure of January to December. And I think that you're going to find that when you stop um, kind of holding yourself to the societal norms of goal planning, then you're going to get down to what you truly want to accomplish. And that's when big things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that futuristic space, I mean, like looking into the future, I think it starts now. I mean, I think it's in October, you know, October, November. And then by December, you're able to really put a stake in the ground and say, you know what, that's aha, like that's where we're headed. And that's when, you know, we start to develop this time of year, you know, what is going to be the word for that next year? So we start to already you know, start to go into wonderment about like, where are we going to stand? And that's that literally by creating your word is your stake in the ground with full conviction, because if you get lost, then you have to come back to that. Like 2020 transformation it was like, okay, now, you know, if things get hard, like, okay, stop, because we, we chose this and transformation is a really big thing. And so you have to kind of follow suit and it kind of, it's that North star. It kind of pulls you back and you're like, Oh, that's right when I was doing that planning, you know, it just felt right. That was where I was telling myself I was headed. And so I think I'm going to really encourage people to start now, you know, start to, you know, build the mantra that they're going to live by for that entire year. And, you know, and that mantra is that personal self-talk. That's that thing that's going to get the fire in your belly. You're going to show up, you know, and a mantra can be as, as simple as maybe this conversation of, you know, I'm going to live a big audacious goal. And you just tell yourself, I'm going to live my big audacious goal. And, and you keep saying that every day, all year long. Well, what that does is ultimately condition you to, to start to believe that, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be living this, this big goal that I had set for myself. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it and we have to fuel ourselves, right? It's, we have to go and put the gas in the tank, but we have to do it for ourselves. We have to find that space. And all of these little isms that we do and teach others to do is that fuel mm-hmm. to help. Well, and another huge part of it is accountability, right? So like you have the goals and you get really excited about them. And then like a lot of times this is this time of year is when people are looking at their goals from the beginning of the year and saying, oh no, like I completely forgot (laughs) that I had set that goal and now I feel like a failure. So um, what do you... What do you, what would you tell people? Like, oh yeah. Well, if they look at their goals and they're like, I, I didn't even try. Like what, it's one thing to fail, but it's another thing to like not hold yourself accountable and then not. Absolutely. Okay. So my, my recommendation for anybody is you take that goal and you frame it and you put it in your office, you put it in the most visual spot. So every day when you're showing up to that place of, of, productivity, that goals, hey, I mean, I'm looking at mine right here. It's just right here on the wall. So take your goals, put them in a bullet point style, you know, set your year, speak your word, master your mantra. And that mantra, that's going to be that thing that you kind of that self-talk, you get in the car, you go on stage, you feel a little nervous, you go, okay, this is the year of transformation. What is that thing you're going to say? So there's power in all these little actions that we take. But if you frame that goal, and you are aware of it, It doesn't have to wait until October that you revisit it. It's something that you should be monitoring 
And then as you make decisions, it should be the question, does this action get me close to the goal that I had set? And I think you can see, and it's, it's really that simple. And I will guarantee right now, if you take that action, it will move your mountain. It will absolutely move your mountain. What are you hearing with that one, AJ? I mean, like, I mean, the thing that resonates with me most is that is putting your goals up where you can see them to hold yourself accountable. But the thing is, is that if you have a goal and you, like, let's say January 1st, you put a goal that you wanted to lose 50 pounds, okay? And then it's October and you realize that you haven't checked your weight since like maybe February or March, then I think it's okay to acknowledge that that goal was not that important to you. And so maybe it's time to reevaluate, you know, what were some other things that you focused on that were more important and why was that more important than this goal you had set in January? And I think especially when... When we were talking about way back when, when we were, when you came to me and you said, I want to be a thought leader, um, this idea that we had about what a thought leader was, is completely different than what we're doing right now, but it serves people in a way that I think that we've aligned with more deeply than if we would have done this like cardboard kind of like thought leader path. Well, yeah, that's what makes the brand, like, again, very customized, very personal. And I think that's where it's fun to stand out because we can, you know, we're branding ourselves as, you know, this maverick community and stuff. And because these are kind of, they're unconventional actions, you know? And I think when you had made a comment early on in the podcast, you know, one of the things that Hap Klopp told us, the founder of North Face, he was one of our first podcast episodes that we hosted is, you know, when you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and so many of us have had to figure that out this year, so many of us have been uncomfortable, that I guess that's, that's the note that I want to leave everybody on is they're listening to this episode and the different ebbs and flows and the knowledge and, and different tidbits that we have shared. I think, you know, we all know anything's possible, but it is uncomfortable. But look at how we have come to the other side and listen to this conversation today. It is way different than where we were this time last October, sitting and building out a four-year plan, right? But don't be afraid to, to put that vision together for yourself. You know, put it on paper, keep it in your office, hold yourself to it, and just try to make every decision that you take and make towards that goal. I love it. All right. Okay. So this is where we're going to go. And so um, thank you for, you know, joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we're really going to encourage that. We've got some really powerful things. I mean, one of those is the Maverick assessment. So if somebody's listening to this and they're not familiar with the Maverick brand, they can go out there and you can take the Maverick assessment and you can go to go.marlohiggins.com and you can download that and access that and find out where you stand on the performance spectrum. So this is Amanda and I thank you, you know, so much for coming together and sharing this. I know that there's going to be comments. Please put in the comments section as you listen to this, engage with us in our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page too, because that's where we're going to engage and respond to because if you have listened to Amanda and she shared something that kind of tripped uh, a question, please reach out, join that group and um, position your questions because we're more than willing to share how we've gotten to where we are and how we make our brand birthday work for us every time. So, all right, love and belief, you guys. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. See you later, guys. <laughs>
Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. Marlo.